Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Mark Steckman, host of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. And in this on-demand segment brought to you by Italiano Insurance, I sit down with Amy Van Ness. Amy is the chief financial officer of Freight Center, a fast-growing disruptor in the logistics industry. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, please do rate it and share it with your friends. We have new content coming out every weekday and a few surprises planned as well, so make sure that you subscribe. Now, here's today's episode with Amy Van Ness, CFO of Freight Center. Enjoy. So now it's time for our Beyond the Boardroom Business and Leadership Spotlight. There are countless untold stories of highly successful business owners and leaders right here in our own town, even in your own neighborhood. Men and women who've started something from nothing and are people just like you and me, hardworking, have great ideas. They take chances, calculated risks, go after their passions, and follow their hearts in the name of business. These are the stories that we share here each week on Business Beyond the Boardroom. Our guests are just like you and me. Their story might just be your story one day. So today's Business Leader Spotlight is on our guest who is in studio right now, and her name is Amy Van Ness. Amy is the Chief Financial Officer of Freight Center, a fast-growing disruptor in the logistics industry. She's a homegrown leader, which for those of you listening here in the Tampa Bay area, means that she went to the University of South Florida, graduated from there, and she's working on her MBA at St. Leo University. Amy, welcome to Business Beyond the Boardroom. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Jen. And hello, Radio Land. Very happy to be here. Awesome. Well, we're happy you're here with us. Are you excited about Glory Days too? Yes. Glory Days Grill is a wonderful, wonderful Hey, what does a disruptor mean? What do you mean by that? That's a great question, Pat. We're going to get to that uh, in a little bit. Um, So dive right in. Let's look right at uh, Freight Center square in the face. And you've been with the company for about three years. Three years this month. You're the controller. Uh, You started as the controller, and now you're the chief financial officer. Do you mind if I tell everybody how old you are? No, that's fine. Go for it. You're about (laughs) 30-ish, right around there. And which is an amazing feat for someone in that space to get right into the C-suite. So what, tell us about the company. What exactly does Freight Center do? What's, and then we'll get into the scope of what your role is and how you got there. Great. So tell us about the company. Thank you. Uh, Freight Center is a third-party logistics company. We're located in Palm Harbor, Florida. We were started in 1998 by a father-son duo. And uh, we specialize in everything from parcel all the way up to full truck load. Um, our bread and butter is actually the LTL, which is less what is, than truckload. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Say that again. What is less it? Less than truckload. Less than truckload. Gotcha. And so that's anything under 10,000 pounds that might be um, larger than a parcel over 100 pounds. So the first thing I asked you was, you don't own trucks. That's correct. So we're not going to see freight center trucks on the road. That's correct. We right. have carrier partners relationships that we've uh, nurtured for about two decades that mm. range from YRC to SIA to UPS to Old Dominion. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I asked you that, and your response to me back was really easy for me to understand, especially a simple guy like me, and that is we are like the Expedia of the freight industry. Yes, that's so, correct. So, so you, your partners dial into a cloud-based software platform? Mm-hmm. We have our own proprietary software. It's called mm. a TMS, which is a transportation management software. Mm. And it's a platform that allows our carrier partners to uh, rate, book, and tender our loads on our TMS platform. So it can be accessed anywhere on the cloud. And it allows our customers, much like Expedia or Orbitz does for the airline industry, to log on and to view shipping rates. And our customer service uh, helps facilitate the tendering of the load. Wow. 
Yeah, that's that's a lot of stuff there. And that, you don't think of, when I think of the freight industry, I see those trucks rolling down the highway and my initial reaction is get out of the way. Mm-hmm. But you don't think about like all that goes on behind the scenes. I guess I just think of forklift, load stuff, you know, brings it to the port or from the port. And uh, so you, you're kind of a middleman or woman in your case that helps facilitate all of this stuff that gets the company a better price. Mm -hmm. That's correct. The relationship manager from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So that's all well and good. We love Freight Center and we're glad that they've seen a ton of value in you, but we want to talk about you. All right. So tell us about yourself. Where did you start off? I know you're not originally from Tampa. That's correct. Uh, Born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, just outside in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Family moved down to Tampa in 1998. So I'm a little bit of a hybrid at this point. I still consider myself a Midwesterner at my core. (laughs) Sure. But um, yes, been here since 1998. I have um, an older brother and two younger brothers, and very much a product of that environment growing up with all boys. So you were a middle child? Yes. How was it being a middle child? Um, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of stuff they say about kids. The the oldest is the leader. The youngest is spoiled. You're in the middle. I'm in the middle, by the way. Yeah. So what's it like to be a middle child? Being a middle child, I kind of got the luxury of seeing what not to do compared to my older brother. Um, so it was a good opportunity to, um, you know, look at David and think, okay, well, he got in trouble for that, so I'm not going to go ahead and, and do that. But right. <laughs> uh, I was definitely a, a one of the, the boys. I wasn't necessarily a, a girly girl. And, you know, my father taught me how to mow the lawn and we were all in the garage kind of fixing cars with the boys and mm. getting our hands dirty kind of a thing. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff to, treat, to teach any girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So what was your favorite category or favorite um, coursework in school? Like in, I think in elementary school, high school, did anything jump right out at you? Like I didn't like math. It didn't matter what way they sliced it. I didn't like math, it's but funny. I loved English. I, it's I started out, I thought I might want to be an English teacher. Hmm. And that's where I actually uh, started my education. And then I transitioned to accounting. Um, In high school, I remember feeling very intimidated by math. And so I I threw myself at it. I think that's just part of who I am as a person. If something is intimidating or something I don't know a lot about, Mm. I enjoy the the challenge to understand and to kind of defeat my own fear against it. So Mm. I wouldn't consider myself a mathematician. There's a lot of math that goes into accounting, but um, it's more logic and theory. Um, So... Math and English kind of together led me to accounting. Did you play any sports? Soccer. You were a soccer mm-hmm. girl. All right. Mm-hmm. And um, a- any uh, teams or uh, clubs or any of that kind of stuff outside um, of school? Honor society. Um, I also a cello player. You know, that taught me a lot about, you know, teamwork dynamic and um, making something together with music. So I was doing cello and soccer and extracurricular activities. Well, full disclosure, I met both of your parents. I've known your dad for several years. <laughs> and in thinking about uh, mom and dad, d- were there any times as you were growing up as a kid that you can look back now and say, they were nurturing my leadership skills, you know, because being an accountant is one skill set, but being a chief financial officer is a whole nother skill set because you're managing a team and responsible for a lot larger scope of the business. Uh, anything that you can look back on, and obviously you played soccer and you played cello and, and you were involved in, in uh, those things in school, but thinking at the home environment, were there things that mom and dad did that you can re- look at and say, you know what, that helped me become a leader? Absolutely. We were actually all homeschooled, um, I myself, up until eighth grade. Oh, wow. So I learned how to be an independent study um, mm-hmm. from a very early on age. And 
just back to uh, Joy, who was speaking earlier, you know, the concept of money management. So we all had chores mm. and we received an allowance and we had little envelopes that we put 10% into tithe, 20% into savings, and the rest you saved up for something that you wanted to purchase down the just road. Just like Dave Ramsey. <laughs> exactly, all right. Exactly. Wow. Cool. Which I like Dave Ramsey, by the way, but I also like the concept of leveraging debt. So sure, okay. that's another topic. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have a, a show just on that. That's Perfect. awesome. So, so definitely, those are, those are things that will help you nurture your leadership skills at a young age. Um, thinking about successes and also failures, any things that stand out in your mind as a kid, looking backwards as a kid, that you can say, man, I really flubbed it up at that, but that was a growing point. And then also any big successes that said, this is where I want to go? Sure. I, I would say... You know, the concept of having a big failure, I allowed myself to be put in vulnerable positions to have a lot of um, small failures along the way, a lot of test points to challenge myself. Um, transitioning from public accounting into uh, the private workspace was a big transition for me, and I took that calculated risk to make that change. Um, but I don't consider it a, a failure of not wanting to stay in public accounting. Mm -hmm. So I think that's Maybe where I, I fall with that, it's not necessarily a failure. It's just the opportunity to try something new. Sure. Um, and I know that I'm, un, I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable, and that's what's really helped me excel. Hmm. That's a, that's a great – I'm going to write that quote down. I'm uncomfortable about being uncomfortable. <laughs> that's good. So what keeps you up at night as a business leader? You know, you have a lot of responsibility. You think you mentioned to me – are we allowed to mention the revenue of the company? Sure. Yeah, f like 40-some million dollar company. Mm -hmm. um, big company, a lot of responsibility as the C-suite with the F in the word financial. <laughs> what uh, what keeps you up at night as a, as a chief financial officer? Well, I will say and preface this with it's gotten a lot better. I think in my mm. 20s, you know, we kind of suffer from that imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. self-doubt and thinking that you're not capable or you've got too much responsibility on your plate. Um, the best um, growth that I've had since being at Freight Center is having an amazing team. And being able to delegate to people that can, you know, if I'm here doing a radio show, the show still goes on at the office and mm. I don't have to worry about something falling apart. So as far as being up at night, um, I think these days it's more forward thinking rather than having to worry about the day to day as much. Mm. Um, and I've done that by promoting a lot of the individuals that have been there before me um, and giving them the opportunity to manage and lead. And that's one of the best rewarding parts of my career is providing opportunity to others. Hmm. That's awesome. I love I love your focuses on people. Thank I've you. Been, I've been talking about that for a long time, and and I mentioned that in the beginning. You know, in, in terms of Publix as a company that's very successful, and their focus is not on just their great products or their store locations, but it's on their people and the people experience and and how they uh, are able to leverage their people to create an experience for their customers as the end user as well. So what uh, what are the measurables as a CFO? What are you looking at day to day? What um, what are the numbers or the things that you gauge not only your department's success, but the company's success? Obviously, I understand bottom line, revenue, you know, profit. But what are some of, those, some of those line items that you use to gauge what's going on in the temperature of the company? Sure. So there's lots of KPIs that go into accounting, obviously. Um, I think for us in logistics, being able to problem solve quickly is much more than just a number on a page. Mm. Um, you know, we've spent a lot of time transitioning our customers from um, credit card processing up front to accounts receivable. We spend a lot of money on merchant processing fees. So one of the big items on my um, profit and loss statement are the fees that we pay to, you know, Visa, MasterCard, Discover. And how do I mitigate those fees by providing other um, terms to our customers? So 
you know, the day-to-day success of the team is, are we keeping up with the accounts payable um, bills? Are we collecting the money on the receivable side? It's very fundamental accounting. Mm. But at the end of the day, um, making sure that my team stays engaged and that I don't have a lot of attrition. That's probably the biggest expense that any organization has is just the fact that people come and go and you have to keep training them, you have to keep them being engaged. Yes. And that's the largest responsibility that I have. So what's the best part of your career at... uh Center. I mean, you've been there for over three years now, and obviously you've had some time to sort out what you love and what you don't love. And I'm sure the don't love is very, very small. But what what is talk to us about uh, why you love working for that company? Because obviously you have opportunity to go wherever you like. In fact, right now there's people listening that are probably on your LinkedIn profile going, we're going to try and recruit her. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us about uh, why, you know, what the love is between you and the company and in uh, your elevator speech, I guess. Got it. Got it. Um, I would say, again, it's just back to relationships. Our CEO, Matt Brocious, is an ex-Army Ranger. Mm. My brothers were in the Army, so that's very comforting to me and familiar to me. The mm. way that he operates is very um, structured, and he's good about putting a plan into place, but he doesn't micromanage, so we have a very good working dynamic. He comes in the office every day, but um, we might go a couple days without seeing each other and that's okay. Um, my counterpart, our COO, Allie, she's been with Freight Center for over 13 years, and she's seen the industry change a lot, especially for um, females in the industry. You know, it's very male-dominated mm. um, marketplace. So working with a team that's got um, the male and female dynamic, and they've been there a lot longer than I have been, and they're very nurturing. So when I first started there, they said, listen, this is your world. We're here to support you. The decisions that you make are your responsibility, and we're happy to vet them for you. But at the end of the day, uh, make it make it how you want it to be and, and control the accounting division. And legal falls under me, and human resources falls under me as well. So I've had a great opportunity to wear multiple hats and stay dynamic. Hmm. And for me, that's what keeps me engaged is the constant change and ability to learn something new. Awesome. Well, you mentioned females in the industry and that the industry is is a male-dominated industry, and I love that. And so that leads me to my next question, which is what kind of advice would you give to others or specifically women or even young girls who might be listening to this show or eventually the podcast who might aspire to be a C-suite leader, business executive? You know, maybe they they have – they. Maybe it's not even in accounting, but just generally speaking, what kind of advice would you give to, to her specifically? Yeah, I would say her or him. Um, I know my parents uh, never made it about my gender and growing up with the brothers. It, mm. it never really um, stuck out that way to me. I think, um, I think isn't October like Women in Business Month or something like that, which I didn't even know there was a month for that, <laughs> to be honest. That's right. Um, but I think um, that... It's about speaking up and it's about making your point known. Um, you know, if you want that raise or if you want that promotion, you need, need to go ahead and, and reach out for that and put mm. down on paper and do the hard work to prove that you're, you're, you're valuable and that you deserve that opportunity. And if you, if you don't receive that from your employer, then it's okay to go ahead and start transitioning and looking for a, another opportunity, but at least put yourself out there. Um, so, What is the ratio with your company between dry goods and uh, perishable goods? And I have two questions. Sure, yeah. So we do refer. Um, I would say we do a lot of produce, obviously, in and out of the state of Florida. California is another big marketplace. Um, But dry goods to uh, refrigerated goods, I'd say it's mostly uh, dry goods just because reefers are so much that goes into um, those shipments and making sure that uh, they don't perish, obviously. And uh, do you miss Chicago? 
What's that? Oh, yes, I definitely. I miss the seasons. I love the people up there. Um, and I do have some extended family back up in Chicago, so I visit What often. was the suburb? I'm pretty Arlington familiar Heights. with Chicago. Oh, I know Arlington Heights very, very well. Good, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, being a Detroit Lions kid, you know, growing <laughs> up, I, Chicago was never on my high list, whether it was the Blackhawks or the... Although I, I like the Cubs. I always did like the Cubs. Are, are you a Cubby or a uh, White Sox fan? Not a sports N- fan at all. Neither. It didn't matter. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's fair. Sorry about that. That's, no, you needn't be. That works out good. We can become friends that way. Um Okay, so talk to me about how much uh, an executive in the C-suite works. I mean, it's got to be like 18-hour days, nonstop, crushing bone fingers, you're just down to the bone and, you know, nonstop, seven days a week, right? Well, and it depends on the, on the time of the year, for sure. If it's year-end and it's budget season, you know, you're just available all the time. And um, especially as a leader, your phone is always on, your email is always on, so it's not that type of thing where you disconnect. Even if you go on vacation, you're just available. So the hours tracking, I think when you get to this level, it's not, you know, have I worked 40? Have I worked 45? Have I worked 50? It just, it's always around you and it's being comfortable with being available for your team. So I think earlier on in my career, I was a little more uh, time centered when you're punching in and out in a clock. But once you get to this level, it's just something that is, it's, constant. You just do it. Correct. Yeah, I noticed you had your golf clubs uh, in the lobby there, so I'm assuming you must have something important to do right after. Hey, talk to us about the freight industry. You know, it is a mature industry. How are How is your company innovating? Mm-hmm. So uh, back in 1998, when they first started, uh, Matt and his father were uh, very proprietary. They still are. So they have their own transportation management software. That's a TMS that's used to book and tender the loads. And we started last year partnering with a firm out of New York to go ahead and reinvent and and repurpose our TMS. So we've put a lot of um, R&D research and development into this new software um, and also partnering with the local universities, making sure Mm. that the supply chain management course is done at um, uh, SPC and giving those graduates an opportunity to come into Freight Center and get trained and enter into the workforce, even though they might be green and not familiar with freight. Um, You know, truck drivers are aging out and logistics is not one of those hot industries that college graduates are necessarily aware of. Um, So we want to put ourselves out there as an opportunity um, for those students to have a resource for a job um, and then stay current with our technology so that our customers have the best best visibility on their loads. Hmm. That's awesome. You don't think of the freight industry being innovative, just like a lot of people ask me, you know, about radio being, you know, a hundred year old medium. It's, it must be, we've already figured it all out, but innovation is the key to growth and success in the future. So spot on there. Talk to me about your philosophy. This will be our last question before we head into our uh, lightning round, which I did not tell you about. Okay. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about uh, your uh, philosophy on leading versus managing. You sort of t- t- tipped the iceberg, but um, about a minute or so of uh, your philosophy. Okay. I would say, you know, I started as an administrative assistant at a CPA firm. That's what got me into this industry. And knowing that um, anything that my team has done, I've already done it myself, so I can give Mm. them the best guidance on how to go about completing a task. Um, I prefer getting in the mix with them and being a part of the team and not being on the outskirts and just delegating to them. I'd rather be collaborative. Um, Even prepping for this interview, you know, I reached out to my network right away and said, hey, I've never done a radio interview before. And Mm. what do you think about me from the outside looking in? So when it comes to 
um, leading versus managing. You have to be a good student in order to be a good teacher. And that's one of the biggest takeaways that I've gotten from people that have invested in me, just making sure that I reinvest in other people that I'm mentoring as well. That's awesome. I love to hear that. Well, you're fabulous at radio, by the way. Oh, thank you. She's done good, isn't she? Well, we are going to dive into our lightning round. And this is just a fun way for us in about 30 seconds to go through some things we're going to, I'm going to Mention, I'm going to say two things. You get to choose which one of them you would choose, and uh, there's no right or wrong answer, and, and we're not going to hold it against you if you uh, choose something that uh, I, I wouldn't have chosen. If it's the Blackhawks or the, or the uh, Red Wings, then <laughs> All right. no. Anyway, are we ready over there, Pat? Awesome. The buzzer is working. All right. Terrific. So here we go. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Animal that best describes you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I got you there. <laughs> All right, we'll come back to that one. More, more money or better health? Uh, better health. Favorite sport? Soccer. I thought so. F- Facebook or Instagram? Neither. Country, rock, or rap music? Oldies. All right. Steak or sushi? Sushi. Pen or pencil? Pen. Oh, and is an accountant too. Digital or paper book? Paper. Hockey, football, or baseball? hockey. All right. And we did it in under 30 seconds, Pat. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, Amy, it was a pleasure having you in the studio today and super excited for the growth of your company and your role as a leader, as a C-suite leader within the accounting space, within the logistics space, and um, as a representative of the University of South Florida as well, which is really pretty cool. Um, but uh, we're so thankful that you, uh, that you were here today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for listening to Business Beyond the Boardroom On Demand, a feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. You can listen to the full live radio show every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Simply go to MarkSteckman.com for more information, or you could follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram for more great business and marketing content. Make it a great day.